Welcome to the top three podcasts for entrepreneurs, your place to get the very best tips, tricks, and tactics from today's most successful entrepreneurs. Here's your host, Stephanie Burns, founder of Chic CEO. Welcome to the Top 3 Podcast with Stephanie Burns, the founder of Chic CEO. Today I have with me Peter Shankman, the founder of The Geek Factory. And Peter is an author, entrepreneur, speaker, and worldwide connector, uh, most recognized worldwide for radically new ways of thinking about customer service, social media, PR, marketing, and advertising. And Peter is best known for founding Help a Reporter Out, Haro, which in under a year became the de facto standard for thousands of journalists looking for sources on deadline, offering them more than 200,000 sources around the world looking to be quoted in the media. Peter, how are you? Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, the pleasure is mine. Glad to be here. So Haro is one of my most favorite resources out there, and I talk about it a lot with my community of over 60,000 female entrepreneurs because I think it's such an amazing resource for getting PR, getting media, uh, and letting the world know about your new startup or whatever you're working on. So can you give us a little background on you, how you got that started, what you're working on now? Sure. I, uh, you know, I consider myself very lucky. Um, I've also worked my ass off beyond belief. Um, I started my career in, in uh, the mid-90s, uh, leaving grad school. I wound up uh, uh, joining up with America Online and became the, one of the original founders of the newsroom of the OL. Um, learned just a ton uh, about, about deadline, about how nothing matters if it's not about uh, generating revenue, you know, and, and, and how content is, has been, and always will be king. Um, so I got very, feel very fortunate to have had that experience. You know, it was taught by some of the masters, Steve Case, Ted Leonsis, Meyer Berlow, people like that. Um, really learned just so much. Moved back to New York, saw that the whole world was moving digitally um, and that there were all these startups in the late 90s and there had to be a better way to, to, to help do PR. So I created a public relations agency that catered only to startups and dot-coms and it was called The Geek Factory. I still own that name to this day. Uh, we rep companies like Napster, Juno, America Online, really huge companies, had a, had a blast with them. Um, in uh, 2001, I sold that agency to a larger, I sold the clients and the staff to a larger uh, agency and I, I tried to take a year off. I learned that I didn't have the ability to take uh, a year off. I didn't have the ability to take two weeks off. Yeah. I took, uh, I was in a, I was in a, <clears throat> was a beach in Thailand, I think about 10 days into my, my year-long vacation watching the sunrise and I went, this is just incredibly beautiful and I am so ridiculously bored. <laughs> um, and so I, I moved back home and back to New York City. And I was consulting for, for several years. And I started a couple of startups and then, um, uh, of course, launched Harrow in, in, in 2007. And that sort of became the, the, the turning point for me. Um, that was acquired in 2010. And now uh, I spend the majority of my time on a plane, speaking, consulting. Uh, I have three books coming out, a fourth one coming out next year. Um, had my first bestseller last year. Um, you know, I, I'm very, very lucky. I, I'm, I'm, I spend a lot of my time on a plane, which I love. Uh, that's my happy place. That's where I get my best work done. Makes me a better person to uh, when I'm on a plane, so that I can be the best I can be when I get off the plane to my wife and and 14 month old daughter. Um, so I'm having a lot of fun. I'm having a really good time, and and uh, it's I'm very, very lucky. That's great. And you're also doing masterminds. I am. Yeah. Last uh, this past year, we launched a series of small business masterminds, um, which is phenomenally successful beyond my wildest dreams. We've uh, done about fifteen of them across the country, uh, in the, since last October. We are uh, planning on at least fifty of next year. Um, we have. Uh, we're just actually as of tomorrow, we'll be putting on the schedule um, Los Angeles, San Francisco, New York, Chicago, Detroit, Kansas City. Uh, Boston, Miami, we're, we're doing them all over the country. It's going to be really, really great stuff, and um, it's fun because it, it's you know you get you get about forty people together 
and they sit with me for the day and we just go over, you know, what it takes to, to, to take your small business to the next level. You know, when you're running a small business, a lot of times you really kind of feel alone and really feel lonely. There aren't many people you can talk to or share with. You know, um, I, I've, I've, if I can tell you the amount of times uh, in the last 15 years that I have talked, talked through problems and talked through situations with my cat, it would, it would just blow your mind. That cat has more – if that cat ever gets the ability to talk, I, I'm going to have to pay that cat a fortune because he knows some secrets. That, wow. So, you know, you really want people. So, yeah, the, the, the company is called Shank Minds. And um, the best part is, is that we have an alumni network who anyone who's taken a mastermind with me can join. So we have a very active email list um, and, 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 and social uh, network that goes out uh, every day. People are posting questions, comments, things like that. So really good stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy. Yeah, it seems really great. I uh, When you came to San Diego, I was out of town for something or I, I definitely would have been there. So I'll try to, to connect to the next one. And you are also, you're an author. Uh, can we do that? The book, Can We Do That? I've read. And there's some pretty crazy PR stunts in there that, that I love. That's why I'm really excited to have you on today because we're going to talk about your top three tips for creating magical moments for your customers. But before we dive into that, I want to get to know you a little bit better. So we're going to ask you, what is your success quote? Something that you live by every day. Yeah, I live by the great term "fail often." There is nothing better in the world than failing. Um, you know, failing is really what makes you successful. And I actually, from that, I actually started a podcast, a very successful podcast called the Mistake Podcast, where we interview CEOs about their one biggest mistake and what they learned from it. You know, every failure uh, has seeds of growth in it, and and the only true failure in the world that can actually really be called a failure um, is not learning from your mistakes. And so. I mean, my God, if I, I mean, every mistake that I've, I've made, I've tried to learn from, and, and some of my biggest successes have come because of some of my greatest failures. And those are the most uh, easily relatable and transferable lessons, I think, especially for entrepreneurs. We really connect with each other over those. So I love your podcast. I've listened to it. It's amazing. So tell us a surprising secret about you to help us get to know you a little bit better. Well, you know, I, I do mention this. It's not so much a secret, but it is sort of a when people first meet me. I'm actually an Ironman. I have one Ironman triathlon under my belt. And I'm actually training for another one uh, this August in Louisville. My first one was in Cozumel, and I, I consider that one of my biggest secrets because you look at me, and the first thing you don't think of is Ironman. <laughs> you, you think of guy who likes pizza. You know, uh, you don't necessarily think Ironman, but I mean, if 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 there is any living proof in this universe that you can do whatever the hell you put your mind to, uh, a 220 pound guy. Completing an Ironman in under 16 hours is, 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 is definitely out right up there, you know? Good for you. That is so amazing. I've done a few Olympic triathlons, and I, I loved it. And I'm, I'm the same as you. You wouldn't look at me and think, oh, yeah, totally, she does triathlons. But it's really, a, it's really an exercise for the mind, I believe. Um, you have to have some crazy mind uh, strength to get through something like that, especially in Ironman. So good for you. Thanks. So we're going to jump right into your top three tips for creating magical customer moments. And your first tip is be transparent. Can you tell us a little bit about what you mean by that? Oh, we, we live in a world now where it's never been easier. You know, back in the 60s, it took two weeks and five visits to switch banks. I mean, it was incredible. You had to actually go in. Fight a gut for, forget it. If you're a woman, forget it. You had to go in with your husband. You know, the things have changed just dramatically. I can, I can switch banks in three steps by going online. I never have to leave my, 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 my desk. So the concept of, of customer service is huge, and that all starts with transparency. You know, you're going to screw up, whether you're a small business or a huge multimillion-dollar business. You're going to screw up, and the way to survive that when you do is to admit it, to be open and be honest about it. If you're found out, you're going to have a much harder time. Um, 
It's what my mother said uh, when I was a kid. It's always true. Um, if you tell me what you did wrong before I find out, you'll be in a lot less trouble. I mean, I, I, she, technically, I was in trouble no matter what. I mean, no matter how she found out. But um, the key really is, you know, if, 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 you, if you screw up and you own it and you're, you're, you're in front of it, you know, your customers will stick with you. And if they trust you to begin with, you know, it'll be a lot harder to lose them um, and a lot harder for other people to, to, to steal your, uh, your, your, your customers and your clients. So be, just be transparent. Be honest. Be honest. Tell them what's going on. Don't sugarcoat things. Exactly. Cool. So your second tip is be empathetic. Tell us what you mean by that. You ever had a, a, a problem with something where you're like, um, okay, something's not working and you have to call, uh, I don't know, you have to call um, customer service, or customer support or whatever, and the person answers the phone and you get the script, mm. right? They're giving you a Okay, sir. Well, you know, first of all, you've entered your phone number four times with the machine. Then the person comes on and says, "Okay, can I can I confirm your number?" And I'm like, "I just did it four times." You know, <laughs> and then like, "Okay, sir. Well, how can I help you today?" Okay, well, I'm in Dubai, and you told me that I'd have global roaming on my phone, and it's costing me four hundred dollars a minute. Something's wrong. Well, I'm sorry to hear you're having a problem with that, sir. Let me take a look at your account. Okay, no, you don't have global. Ro- okay, I yeah, I know I don't have global roaming. That's why I called you. I'm here. Can you help me fix it? Can you? Well, sir, unfortunately, global roaming is not in your plan. However, if you'd like to purchase, okay, you're not helping me. Right, so so the the key is be empathetic. Understand, dude. If I'm calling you and I'm not fixing the problem on my own, you are my last freaking resort. Okay, and it's two in the morning in Dubai, and I need data. And if you're not giving it to me, we got a problem. And you know, empower your employees to make decisions on the fly that will help. That will help the customer. If if that cell phone company, if that mobile phone company had just given me, so okay, you know what? We'll, we'll charge you a thousand bucks and give you ten gigs of data. Okay, great, done. I would have been. I would have shouted from the rooftops how freaking awesome they are, you know. Make sure your employees are empathetic and they listen and they understand. You know what? If someone's calling, they have a problem. How would you like to deal with that if it was your problem? How would you, you know, things like that. So you have to ask that question. Right, right, definitely. And Tim Ferriss talks about that a lot too, about how he empl- or empowers his group up to what four hundred dollars or something to make sure that no matter what the problem is, up to four hundred dollars, they have full control over fixing it. Yeah, Tim stole that from Neiman, uh, from uh, Neiman Marcus and from Ritz Carlton, but whatever. <laughs> but it's still it's relevant, and I think that's a great point. If you're going to, um, you know, have customers, then you want to make sure you take care of them by being empathetic and understanding their problem. Otherwise, they're not your customers anymore. Yep. Lovely. Exactly. So the third tip that you have for creating magical customer moments is you say it's all about being one level above crap. Yep, and it's really true, you know, and, and it's, it shocks people. I speak at 5,000-person customer service conferences, and, and then this blows their mind. You know, they're expecting these tips, but how, how we can be awesome? Like, no, you don't have to be awesome. Be one level above crap. We expect to be treated like crap on a regular basis. We go to the, the, the doctor. We expect to wait for an hour and a half past our appointment. We go to the dry cleaners. Our stuff won't be ready. We go to McDonald's. They screw up our order. We expect crap. Treat your customers one level above crap. It doesn't even have to be good. <laughs> just, just, just one level above what we expect. You know, make it okay, and they'll be happy. Do it well. You know, get to the point where you're like, we're making them smile, right? Where they walk out, they go, oh my God, I can't believe that. Not only do they tell their friends, but they're going to tell the entire world and they're going to drag those people back with them. That's how you generate revenue and that's how you get, get, you get the customers you want by being just freaking awesome to the customers you have. And when you're in this sort of mindset and in this world, you don't have to be that awesome to be awesome. So do you have a client or an example of something that, or someone <laughs> that has done this well in your, in your mind? Oh yeah, so like everyone talks about, um, 
you know, when I was when I was coming back from an airport, uh, when I was coming back from a trip to uh, Florida one day, I, I, I was starving, and I jokingly sent out a tweet said, "Hey, Morton Steakhouse, why don't you meet me at the airport? Meet me in Newark Airport with a porterhouse when I land." Ha 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 ha. You know, the same way I'd say, "Hey, Winter, please stop snowing." And Morton's met me at the airport with a freaking porterhouse. Now, that's not the key of this story, okay? Because that's not scalable. Morton's job is not to. Um, meet people at airports with steaks. Their job is to get you into their restaurant and cook you a great steak, right? But when you go to a Morton's, when you make a reservation, they do this little tiny thing. They ask you, hey, uh, okay, we'll see you at 8 o'clock on Friday. Are you celebrating anything? And you go, oh, yeah, it's my uh, assistant's birthday. Oh, what's your name? Her name is Megan. Okay, great, we'll see you at Friday. You show up, you sit down, and in front of you is a menu. And on top of the menu, printed in this menu, says, happy birthday, Megan. And then what happens? Megan spends the next 45 minutes Instagramming the crap out of that photo, sharing it with everyone in the free world, and I don't get my drink for 45 minutes. But she has just convinced everyone in her network to go to Morton's. And that's where we're going because the concept of friending, fanning, following, and liking is going away. We're not going to be – I don't need you to like my company, like my business. I need you to like my business. Mm. Okay? I need you to want to come back. I don't, we're, we're chasing these clicks and likes like it's the dragon. We don't need to be chasing the dragon anymore. You know, we lost that years ago. We have to focus on creating these great experiences because – Think about this. The last time you actually asked someone to be your friend in real life was second grade. Will you be my friend? We don't do that. A friend request doesn't, isn't, isn't in the real world. I'm looking at my 14-month-old daughter. She's going to be doing that when she's in second grade. Once she's out of that mode, she's not going to friend request people. And by that time, in a few years, the concept of going online and getting a friend request is going to be gone. What's going to happen instead is if I connect with you and we talk by a text or meet in person, go to a meeting or whatever, and I see you again, the more I see you, you're going to become my friend online and off just like in the real world. So stop focusing on the likes. Start focusing on doing little tiny things that raise the bar so that when I go to uh, California and I land and I type in steak places, you know, and uh, I don't know anyone in, in, I don't know any good steak places in Los Angeles and I type in good steak places, what's going to ha- happen on Google Maps is that they're going to show me all the steak places in, in Los Angeles, but the ones that are going to be highlighted are the ones that my friends are going to have been to multiple times and liked. Not liked as in clicked, but been and gone back because the sentiment of their text, their tweets, their posts is all positive. Oh my God, great porterhouse. Wow, what an amazing ribeye. That's what I'm going to see. The computer, the system, the network will be smart enough to give me that without having to like. So forget about following the likes. Focus on amazing customer service. That'll bring back the customers you want. Oh, I love that. I love that. That's great. Thank you so much for that. So now we'd like to ask what is a good book that you would recommend for our audience? Well, I'm going to be a little self-promotional here. Um, I have another one coming out next year called Raving Fans. And the concept of Raving Fans is just, um, Raving Fans, wow, that was, that my assistant just looked at me, she goes, you didn't write that. That was really funny. I'm staring at a copy of Raving Fans by Ken Blanchard on my desk and I totally just, (laughs) all right, Ken, I just gave you a huge shout out. I hope hope if you're listening to my blog, you enjoy that. Yours was the first customer service book I ever read and I loved it. Let's try that again. Okay. (laughs) You literally, you had to see the look that my assistant across the desk, she just sort of, like looked at me. What the hell did you just say? <laughs> that's that's what good assistants are for. Wow. Yes. <laughs> my next check. book is one that I blatantly stole from someone else. No. <laughs> okay. My next book is called Zombie Loyalists, and it's about creating fans based on amazing customer service. Zombie Loyalists is is basically all about the concept that if you do just what I talked about, if you do go ahead and treat your customers, you know, a couple of levels above crap, and really go out of your way for them, they will bring you the customers you want. And it's full. It's full of just hundreds of examples of that from from small little. Uh, you know, restaurants all the way to huge giant corporations who have who have figured out that the real way to generate revenue and create money is to be uh, just one level decent and to really be good and and to, and to to empathize with the customer and to give them the things they want. You know, um, we work with companies all over the globe. One of my uh, one of the, one of the companies I do is is um, uh, called Shankman Honig and it's a uh, 
customer service consultancy. We, we go in and we figure out how to combine marketing with customer service. You know, we don't teach you how to run your call center. We give you ways to empower your employees. And so, you know, we're working with a hotel right now. We're, we're, we're teaching them um, all about understanding body language. You know, where you can you can walk in and 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 uh, you know, so this this woman's coming into the uh, up to the front desk and she looks really stressed. Is she stressed because she had a crappy flight? Okay, then let's give her a couple of drinks and send her to the bar and take her stuff up to her room. Is she stressed because she's a woman traveling alone? You know, well, let's let's make sure a, a female escort takes her up to her room. You know, understanding the person's needs before they do is really the key to here, and 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 that's what Zombie Loyalist is going to be about. That's great. When does that come out? That should come out, uh, I think, winter of fifteen. So in about uh, just about five or six months from now. Wow, that's great. That's great. I'm excited to read that. I've I'm a big fan of all of your books, so I will. Thanks. I will be on board. So at the end of all of our chats, we like to have our guests challenge our audience of entrepreneurs to go do something that will make a big impact in their company. So what is your challenge to them? My challenge to, to you, to, to, to entrepreneurs, it really is go and spend a couple of days working in your company with your customer hat on. And what do I mean by that? Well, when you go... You know, when you take lunch, right, when you walk outside for lunch and you go to the, the local deli or local restaurant or whatever, you expect to be treated well or at least, you know, not crappy. You're ho- you hope to be treated well. You know, you put on this, on this customer hat that says, hey, I'm important, you know, and they should give me my order on time and it should be good and they should take care of me. We don't always get that, but that's what we hope for. Why do we take off the customer hat when we come back into the office? Why do we forget how we felt when we had a bad experience at a restaurant when we come back in the office and not necessarily give the best experience we can? So the key is can we figure out a way to give the best experience we can by thinking with our customer hat? Imagine the person on the phone who you're dealing with is your mom. You know, imagine the customer in front of you is your dad, is your husband, your brother, your best friend. How would you treat them? You know, and you want to be able to do that. You want to be able to show that because that's really where, at the end of the day, that's what separates your company from everyone else. So really keeping forefront, feeling like the customer at all times. Exactly. That's our challenge. Excellent. Well, Peter, thank you again so much for um, joining me today. I, I love your work. I love Haro. I love your books. And uh, looking forward to joining one of your masterminds at some point. And please keep us updated on you. We are big fans. And thank you again for joining us. Thank you, Stephanie. Looking forward to hearing it. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Top 3 Podcast. If you're looking to start a business, come on over to chic-ceo.com to get all of the information you need to get moving. If you're looking to grow your existing business, you aren't quite ready for a business coach, but you know you need some higher level business strategy, the Chic Elite program is a perfect fit. So head on over to chic-ceo.com to check out all the resources and for the show notes to today's episode.